Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today I'm joined by Josh. What up, Josh? Hello, my beautiful friend. Hello. It's spoopy season, everybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some themed months here. September and October are going to be Nightmare on Elm Street months. So, buckle up, buckaroos. Now, is that what he says in one of those movies? Yeah. So he says, put on your sweater, grab your fedora, strap up your knife glove, and let's do this, bitch. Yeah, there we go. That was much more concise and better than what yeah. I said. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, buckaroos. That's what he says in the Masters of Horror episode. That's like his slogan in that one. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're going to start with the original, because why wouldn't you? Um, what was your life like when you first saw this movie, Josh? I'm trying to think of the first time I saw this movie. I was probably like 11 or 12. I definitely seen bits and pieces of it, but the first time I sat down and watched it like purposefully, I think I was like probably, well, yeah, like 11, 12, 13, around there, right before I started high school, I think. And uh, yeah, it's great shit. This first one's amazing. <laughs> we really start out with a bang and go downhill. <laughs> Pretty much immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we should say we're doing this because uh, on my show, Four Nerds by Nerds, that Miles is on just as much as I'm on here, if not more. He has been coming on for the last, at this point, probably year and a half, covering uh, Friday the 13th movies. We do commentaries for everyone. We've been looking for a series to do on here, and we settled on Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's going to be dope. Yeah. What a what a great series to do for Halloween. Um. I remember really liking this one, and then uh, eventually I watched all the sequels in like a marathon, like you did with for, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. But my excitement level only went down <laughs> with each movie because yeah. I was like, "Oh, these are these are getting pretty rough. Oh, these aren't great. What the heck is happening? Is that Roseanne? What's happening? <laughs> What's going on?" <laughs> I forgot she's in one of these movies. Right? Roseanne and Tom Arnold make a just the weirdest, most nonsensical brief appearance in one of them. <laughs> Makes no sense. I fucking love it. I love it. So this is not my favorite series, if we're being honest. Like no. it's, it's everyone's like a lot of people think this is the best one because it has the most creative kills, which I get. And a charismatic bad guy. Yeah, for the Mount Rushmore of Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th, a lot of people say Nightmare on Elm Street's the best series, but I agree. I feel like it's the weakest series because yeah. the first one is great, and the third one is pretty good, and the new Nightmare is, is all right. But the rest of them are pretty much garbage, <laughs> Like, and there's yeah, seven of these. I don't think I've seen all of them. I own them in a box set. I don't think I've seen all of them. So, I know I watched all of them, but there is one that I have zero memory of where he like impregnates a chick and she has like a Freddy Krueger baby. I th- the think dream that's child. If one, something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's in there. Yeah, it's uh I don't think I've seen the whole I haven't seen all of any of these, I don't think. Like I've seen parts of all of them, but until 
quite recently, I have not even finished this first one from start to end in one sitting. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a whole thing. I think maybe the problem is that the first one is so good mm-hmm. that the rest of them aren't that great. Like, you can't, none of them come close to touching the first one, really. Except for, like, the third one's pretty good, but that's because it has really cool kills in it and stuff. And, like, the characters can do stuff because they can also interact with the dream. Like, other than that, it's not, like, it isn't, nobody is clamoring. Like, nobody out there is like, oh, you know what's great for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6? Right. Like, (laughs) my favorite of the series. No one's saying that. Right. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite series. The kills are cool. It scared me when I was a kid. That's the thing that the first movie we're about to talk about has over any of the Friday or yeah, Friday the 13th movies. None of those are scary. The first one of this series is scary. Like Yeah, well the concept awesome. itself is is fucking terrifying. Right. <laughs> you go to sleep and something kills you in your nightmares like that's horrific. Every single person in the world can relate to that. There's not a single person who's never had a nightmare. Wes Craven. What a man. He does a lot of dog shit movies. Like, so many. But it's like him and John Carpenter. Yeah. I feel like they're pretty much the kings of horror, right? Yeah, and it's weird that their careers kind of like parallel each other. Where they had like a couple minor hits, a really big one, and then like a bunch of dog shit. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so uh, much like the Alien franchise, we're going to be doing Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, also much like the Alien franchise, I have them in a box set. So the only thing that will determine I get rid of this box set is if more of them suck than are good. So is it a cool we, box set? What's it look like? It's a pretty cool box set. Is it's it the like brown a, one that has like his eyes with the glove like cut out in it? Um, no, it's, uh, the, all the discs are together in order. And if you have them together in order, it's like a, his body is a cross. You can oh. see like his, he's holding, standing with his back facing the outside of the box, but he's like, it's his whole thing when the DVDs are together. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I looked at it the last time I was at your house. Cause I was looking at my people this. Yeah. And I think there is like a 3d side to it where it's like his face and his glove and shit that are like textured. Yeah. But I had yeah. these all in individual DVDs because they just came in some weird. Uh, when I was like 16 and I worked at Walmart, they came in some weird like cardboard stand thing, like a display. And it was all of them individually for like a dollar fifty each. So I was Hell like, fuck yeah. yeah, I'll spend 15 bucks. <laughs> I will say this the art on the boxes and like the posters for these movies were the best of the horror movie posters. Yeah, having not seen any of these as a small child, the the DVD or the VHS covers of these at the video store scared the shit out of me. Right? Like not knowing Freddy Krueger at all or knowing that he becomes this kind of comic character. He's fucking terrifying looking. <laughs> yeah. He's way scarier than the guy on Stranger Things. Uh Oh yeah. Vecna Vecna, Vecna yeah. is like creepy but he does he's not nearly as scary as freddy krueger is and that's kind of the problem with the series too is that they took that away from freddy he stops being scary and he just starts being a fucking joke really yeah who kills people like but it's, it's er, everything is bitch yeah everybody's bitch just like jesse pinkman is just like bitch <laughs> have you ever seen scary terry 
No. From Rick and Morty. He's their version of Freddy Krueger. His name's Scary Terry. And literally every other word out of his mouth is bitch. <laughs> that sounds about right. I gotta get back into that show. Um. Okay, so this movie opens with a spooky dream. And what's the girl's name in the opening scene? I don't know. I'm the worst with names. Oh, uh, it's Tina. Like, Tina, sure. So the it's a blonde chick. She's running around. Her nightgown gets cut and she wakes up. And that's when you realize like, oh, shit, the dreams are scary. Spooky time. Um, so then all the cast like comes together. We got Johnny Depp, his first movie. Probably the most yeah. notable actor in the film. Looking gorgeous. Looking gorgeous <laughs> with his so giant he skull. He was just a, a sculpted piece of man. <laughs> <laughs> and he refuses to wear shirts that cover his midriff. And uh then we have what's uh let me look and see. I have her name written down here. It is Heather Langenkamp. Yes. Nancy. Nancy. What else has she been in that you know her from? Uh, she is in a few of these movies. She was also in a series when I was a little kid on TGIF. Remember TGIF? I kind of do, yeah. It was like ABC's like Friday night like family shows. Mm-hmm. And she, they had a show on there called uh, Just the Ten of Us, where they were like a family of basketball players. <laughs> okay, and I know okay. I've definitely seen her in another movie, but other than that, like she didn't really go on to do a ton. I mo- The thing I know her the most from is New Nightmare, because it's like a meta version of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I did a little deep dive on her, and she's been in one or two big movies uh and then she was in a lot of bad movies like a lot lot um any softcore stuff in there um well there is one of course uh, me being me i haven't figured out the name of it yet but there definitely is one where she gets all naked uh and uh you know that's just who i am as a person is that i know that guys I'm a different character on High on Horror, okay? Like, that's not really who I am that I'm obsessed with boobies. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy yeah. boobies very much. You did create the boob report on that show. I, I did. I created the boob report. That, that is me. But I also am not, like, uh, all the time going, the boob report. Like, mm. I do care about mm. other things. A 50-50. <laughs> A 50-50. <laughs> um, let's see here. Where is her list of movies? known for yeah she's just she does a shitload of bad movies she was in most prominently my little pony the new generation oh shit yeah <laughs> um she also is in the one in a little voice work she's the uh one of the main characters in the 2018 uh hellraiser film oh really she crossed yeah. over she did. Uh, she's an American horror story. Oh, uh, yeah, she's in a bunch of shit that's good, but she's in a bunch of shit that's super duper not good. Yeah, ABC's I was, it's TGIF. funny because I was I was just going to compare her to the main actress from Hellraiser because she had a similar career where she just did a few of the Hellraiser movies and not much else of note. <laughs> she's uh she's pretty foxy in this movie. Not going to lie. She's a good looking gal. Her and, hair really uh, doesn't do it for me. Also, I think Tina's hotter. 
but I understand. I I do not think Tina's hotter, but um, what's maybe that it's because Tina's like a twenty-seven-year-old woman playing at fucking high school or so. This is true. Works more for me. One of my biggest celebrity crushes ever, 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 Denise Richards. Oh, oh my nice. god, and she's like a young Denise Richards. Oh, Denise Richards is so. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, she's definitely she's up there. She's an attractive little gal. Uh, that's a weird thing too. See, it's so weird being thirty-one years old and being like that is a hot teenager, but she's like, yeah, but it's all right because that's hot. what <laughs> you were. You were younger than she is when you first saw this movie. That's true. That's true. It's not like she's fucking child. No, but she definitely isn't in her twenties in this movie. So, like, and you can tell because she has acne that's covered up by makeup this whole movie. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily need to go beat for beat through this movie. Like, if you've seen yeah. it, you've seen it. But uh, later movies, we're definitely going to go beat for beat. But this first one, like, you know how it goes. Uh, Johnny Depp gets eaten by the bed and all that. Like, this is this is a solid, spooky movie. Yeah, the effects are really good. The makeup's really good. I will say... One thing that is superior in the sequels than this first one is that Freddy Krueger looks better in the sequels than he does in this first movie. This is not the best that he looks. Right. Like a lot yeah, of them, a lot of the makeup and stuff is very low budget and they do weird shit like they didn't have the budget to make his whole body burn. So there's a scene where he lifts his sweater up and cuts his chest, but his chest is completely fine. Hmm. <laughs> like his just normal skin, but his hands and his face are burned. I didn't catch that, but I yeah. did see it. I did see the scene, obviously, but I didn't pick up on the fact that he's completely not burned under his clothes. Yeah, underneath his shirt, he's just got a normal middle-aged man body. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Robert England is like 80-something now. He's old. He's in his late 70s, yeah. Is he? And everyone's like, when are you going to go back to Freddy? And he's like, there's no way I couldn't do my own stunts to some degree in this, and I'm 80. Like... Yeah, I think he just turned 77. He's 75. He just turned 75 Precisely. in June. 75 is old. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And to all my 74-year-old friends out there, 75 is old. Well, Blumhouse keeps talking about trying to get the rights to this franchise, and they're they're confident they can get him back for one last one. Yeah, and I think that was what the article I read was all about, and he was just like, I'm down, but like I gotta assume a different type of role if I'm gonna be Freddy because, like, even I guess it was before all the CGI got really crazy. But he was like, even in Freddy versus Jason, there was a lot of physical work I had to do because you just can't substitute in a stunt double most of the time, and it was a lot of work. And I'm like, I, I get that being seventy five. Yeah, I think they'd make it more of a psychological thriller like candy man kind of yeah where he's just like lurking you know those shots are horrifying because the camera turns and then he's like lurking behind you kind of like in uh new nightmare there's a shot where he's it turns and he's behind the fucking babysitter with the claw raised up and it's terrifying i would think it would be more like that type of stuff He's not going to be chasing yeah. people down alleys and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Doing elbow drops on people like he does in Freddy vs. <laughs> this is definitely one of the classics. I love this fucking movie. Uh, what I don't love is like a lot of people make fun of when he's in the, the alleyway and his arms like his a arms are real big. Out. Yeah. 
<laughs> the way they got this the glove to spark like that because it starts like dragging on the gate and it's sparking they hooked that glove up to a fucking car battery <laughs> really yeah so when it was hitting metal it just started sparking like a motherfucker <laughs> interesting i was reading the trivia today what else you got uh they made the noise for that the sound of it like scrape anytime his gloves scrape against anything which happens a lot in this first movie they did that by rubbing a knife on the bottom of a steel chair. Like they huh. recorded that sound to be like, that'll work. That's annoying enough. I don't know if that sound translates in modern movies because it was like really annoying, but it wasn't like nails on a chalkboard. Ah, just the thought of that made my nails like quiver. <laughs> yeah. But the hearing the sound of Freddy Krueger's knife against pipes and stuff, that didn't really fucking like, I was like, okay, cool. But this is a bitchin' movie, man. Like, all the times he's, like, behind in the darkness lurking, and there's a whole lot of, like, here's my hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there's weird scenes like that where, like, he's, like, check this out, and he cuts off his own finger. Yeah, like, what starts, the fuck like, oozing this? out, and it's like, why? What's the point of that? Just to show you how sharp them bitches are. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Wes Craven created a lot of horror movies that people found to be iconic, but he didn't become like a master class director, I don't think, until like Scream, because he doesn't take any of those like unnecessary risks like that. Because before this, he did what like Hills Have Eyes and uh, Last House on the Left, two classics. Yeah, but the originals aren't great. Great, they're very like dingy, low budget movies. This is true. Yeah, Last House on the Left, especially the old school one, is not good. But that's real, real, real rapey. Yeah, it's real rough stuff. But this is, I think this is what got him so much credit, too, is because this kind of hit an equilibrium for him at the time where it was like, oh, this is scary and it's not over the line like those movies are. This movie was super over the line when it came out. Like,. <laughs> Not that compared shit, like, to that, though. You're not seeing, you know, Freddy isn't going into 10 minute brutal rape scenes and shit. That is fair. This pushed boundaries for like cinema goers. It didn't push boundaries for like, is this morally okay to make? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, my, the way that my mom and step, my mom and dad talk about it is like, this was the most hardcore shit that was ever made when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they did that with a lot of movies in the 70s and 80s. We're so desensitized to shit nowadays. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I was sitting there watching Johnny Depp just get liquefied and shooting out. Like, that shit was so crazy, even to this day. Like, I know that they just made a room and flipped it upside down. But like, imagine walking in and seeing your kid just liquefied, pouring out on the ceiling. Yeah, the original ending to that scene was his like mangled corpse came back out to make it look like he had just been murdered. Mm. Like so, there was still a body there, but they cut that out because it was like too graphic. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's pretty graphic all the way up to that. But like, yeah, the the gore is not that great in this movie overall. Like, there's one scene where Freddy rips his face off, and it's real <laughs> silly skeleton face. Yeah, it is true. Which which do you think is the most iconic scene from this movie? Is it Johnny Depp getting liquefied? Is it the bathtub? Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, the hand coming out of the bathtub. But that's real short. 
that's probably the most iconic imagery from the movie. But the the most iconic death is definitely Johnny Depp's. Everybody knows that scene. Yeah. I'm always like, what happened to him when he went on the other side of that bed? Like, because he gets pulled in and like the TV that's on his lap gets pulled in and the fucking stereo that his headphones are hooked up gets pulled in. I'm like, did he just get pummeled with this shit on the other side of the bed? (laughs) Yeah, he got put into a tornado and just got (laughs) dissolved. Oh, no, I just mean realistically, like Johnny Depp, the actor, he gets pulled through this bed and all this other shit comes with him. Like, what happened? Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking stereo to the face. You know, that's a good point. They did a lot of set work in this, though. So, yeah, they built that whole room and then turned it upside down. <laughs> they did like everything. They had like the underwater world that they had there for a minute. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I just feel like. Most of this movie is sets, which is not true for a lot of horror movies. Like horror movies, I feel like it's a lot of location scouting and shit like that. But Wes Craven was like, span our expense. Let's make this movie the best it can be. Yeah. Yeah, he got, he had a lot of trouble with the studio on this movie, which is, I think, a big reason why he didn't come back. Because he said he didn't come back because he didn't want to, like, he thought it was perfect the way it was. It didn't need to be touched. But then he did come back to write the third one. And then he did come back eventually to do New Nightmare. But he got screwed out of a lot of the royalties. So he became like bitter until they were like, here's some money. And then he was like, oh, all good. everything is forgiven. <laughs> New Lines yeah. is the best. Because New Lines was a real dick to him because they were like a fledgling studio at the time. So they put like all their money into this. They were going to go bankrupt if this movie didn't make money. <laughs> So Boy, they were on it. him about being like, wrap it up. Like, you're going over budget. You're going over production schedule. Like, we need this done. Uh, Bob Shea was the head of New Lines at the time. His sister is Lynn Shea. She plays the teacher in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll know her as the older stewardess in Snakes in a Plane. Yep, she was in the one that. that g- the one that gets bit by the rattlesnake. <laughs> She was she's most prominently from the Insidious series. She's like the medium in that. Yeah, she's an old lady in something about Mary. <laughs> like a little she's... leathery skin. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. That's such a classic. She's uh the I think she's the grandmother in the show Charmed, the original. Yeah, she's in a ton of shit. She's she's always great. I fucking love her. Yeah, and I was surprised to see her young because 90% of what she's in, she's an old lady. Yeah. One of yep. those always olds. Always old in every movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 45 years old, looks like she's 60. <laughs> yeah, I, anyway, I don't want to just keep saying I really liked this movie, but the experience of watching it this time around was different. And I think what made it different is watching it with a critical eye rather than being like, spooked by it you're eating uh, popcorn and the popcorn flies up because you get the the jump but my lady friend was watching it for the first time and she was like when the hand came out in the bathtub she was like not the pussy not the pussy not the pussy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can't imagine what it's like seeing this for the first time as an adult like nowadays that would be that would blow my mind yeah she was just like what (laughs) like so many times she like She's very reactive when she watches anything, but she was just like clinging to me like this is not 
I thought this was going to be a silly 80s movie. I was like, nah, this is not one of those. It holds up. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because um, it's, it's also meant to be scary. They're not trying to demographic swap or like this was before they were making Freddy Krueger lunchboxes and toys and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he became a cultural icon in the 80s. He had merchandise and stuff. That was unheard of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's uh, like the way that the world looks at Marvel movies now is how the world looked at horror movies in the 80s. Yeah, basically. Wow. That's so wild to me. Bring that shit back. (laughs) I prefer horror movies. Like, I don't know. It's hard to do a horror movie with a billion dollar budget like superhero movies. But what if they did? Yeah, I don't know what you'd be seeing. That's it would be such a huge budget for a horror movie. I mean, I think they would have to buy the rights to all of them. Like, give it to somebody. Spielberg did Ready Player One. If anyone can pull <laughs> together the funds, it's that guy. He can pull yeah. everything together. Give it to Justin Lin. Justin Lin can be the Godfather of horror. Who is that guy? He does like uh he did Saw, he did or no, I'm thinking James Wan. James Wan. James Wan, okay. Yeah, James Justin Wan Lin is the that. other guy that directed the Fast and the Furious movies as well. Oh. <laughs> but okay. he also does horror they both do horror movies and have done Fast and the Furious movies. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Bring them all together, one movie. The reason it's a billion dollars is because you just bought the rights to all of them. Yeah. Problem is it's so hard to like they they say bringing superheroes together is hard. Like no, bringing all these horror characters together would be hard. Like it works for Freddy and versus Jason because they're both like supernatural characters. Like you can never bring Michael into that because he's just a person. I don't know. I think in multiple movies we've established that he's supernatural too. <laughs> yeah, but they never <laughs> they never say it. There's no source of his power. There's no he was dead and got struck by lightning. <laughs> like there's none of that. Yeah. He just never dies. <laughs> And like fucking Chucky, Chucky goes on that Mount Rushmore. Throw him yeah, in the mix. Yeah, Chucky's definitely got to be the fourth one. A lot of people try to make it Leatherface, but th- there are more good Chucky movies than there are Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. And there's more Chucky movies in general. Nah, they're probably close to. I'd say there might be more uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. I thought there were. They made a Texas lot of like, shitty ones. Oh no, there's more. Because they're still making fucking chucky movies did you watch the series of the chucky movies by chance i've seen all of them but the reboot oh okay the reboot's fucking atrocious yeah that's what you said unbearable because they make him an ai evil robot chucky like stupid so dumb yeah that is weird there are nine nine texas chainsaw masker movies what the fuck Because there were four originally, and then the remake, and then the prequel, and then the other remake, and then Leatherface, which I think was another remake, and then the one on Netflix was just as a sequel. That's wild that there's so many of those movies. Because it's like, talk about just repeating the same shit over and over. How are there that many of those? Like, at least Freddy Krueger and the Child's Play movies... Those ones at least are kind of different every time, but the, you know, Halloween also, are all the same. Friday the 13th are all the same. The pro- the real problem with the uh, with the Mount Rushmore thing is that 
the three that are always on there, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th, all of three of those have never had a single movie go straight to video. Really? The rest of the franchises have. Child's Play had straight to video movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre had straight to video movies. Hellraiser's had straight to video movies. That's a good point. And like those three are undeniable. Every every single Halloween movie and Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th movie has had a theatrical release. Even Halloween 4? Yeah. <laughs> 4, 5, and 6. We're really into horror movies, guys. I don't know if you guys know this about us. <laughs> That's why we're doing a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 months. Yeah, we do, um, we do a horror movie podcast called High on Horror. Go check it out. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Um, so back to this movie. How do you feel about the fact that the main character calls her mom mother? <laughs> I hate that shit. I hate that shit. That's like in Halloween, the new Halloween and Halloween kills. Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter always say uh, grandmother. And it's yeah. like nobody calls their grandma grandmother. Like grandmother. people don't talk like that. This is in the fucking <laughs> 1600s. I like how she like bosses her mom around. She like elves her mom. (laughs) (laughs) She does that. Like mom also somehow manages to get people to come and put bars on the window. Overnight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mom's got a bit of a drinking problem. She's stashing three liter bottles of fucking booze in the, in the linen cupboard. She's just, there's one scene where literally she's in the background and she's just (laughs) leaning up against the wall while Nancy's on the phone, and about halfway through her conversation, she just reaches over, lifts up a towel, pulls out this huge bottle of vodka, <laughs> just starts just drinking starts it. it. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> it's because she's uh, she contributed to the murder of Freddy Krueger, and uh, so the classic plot line, of course, is Freddy Krueger ch- kills children, so the parents all came together and killed him. So now, by some kind of hooju magic, he comes back and yeah, it was some sort of like things. unsigned search warrant or something got him off on a technicality. So the parents were like, "Fuck this dude, we're gonna kill him ourselves," and they do. So the remake makes him a pedophile and a murderer. Yeah, do you think that's more effective as like hating Freddy Krueger, or do you think just child murderer did the trick? Well, they were going to make him a child molester in this one. But there was like a string of child molestations going on at the time. Like in, that was really big in the news and they didn't want anyone to think they were like making light of that at all. So they mm. just toned it down to child murderer. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely ranks up the creep factor. But I've always it's been one of those things where I think most people and I myself too just always assumed that he was molesting the children as well before he killed them. Yeah, because they never really yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah, but they also they don't say it, so I don't know. But during the this was also like the sa- satanic panic, wasn't it, or did that come later? Uh, I think that had already happened right before this. That was like the late seventies. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's it's pretty intense. I thought it was in the mid-80s. Hold on, let me type in Satanic. Uh, I feel like that was with, like, Kiss and shit at the end of the 70s. The 1980s into the 1990s was really? the Satanic Panic. So, yeah, I, for someone who didn't know that off the top of their head, I'd have studied the Satanic Panic a lot. 
And I feel like this movie absolutely contributed to that shit because of like children getting murdered and shit and the sacrifices sure. <laughs> and devil man crawling around in your dreams and shit. But yeah, it's in heavy metal music and people who like horror movies, it all comes together. Yeah, parents groups are such cunts. <laughs> they ruin everything. <laughs> they ruin Ninja Turtles. They they try to take this stuff away from you. Fuck them. Like, yes. here, here's a real easy idea of how to make sure your kids don't watch this. Don't let your kids watch this. It's that simple. Like, parent your fucking children. Pay attention to what's happening at sleepovers, people. Yeah, pay attention to what's happening inside your fucking home. <laughs> ah, so closing thoughts on Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1 uh, how do you feel about the blow up doll at the end the blow up doll at the end the mom gets pulled through the window and it's just a blow up oh, doll yeah. you can suck through the hole <laughs> or the ending in general okay, the ending in general didn't... is just kind of stupid extremely stupid extremely stupid she goes you know what I take it back you're not a bad guy anymore. And it's like, if you really thought that was it, huh? Like <laughs> That's how you beat him. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, I do like the ending up up until she like defeats Freddy. Then it's bad. Like, I like the whole home alone aspect of her rigging up booby traps in her house and fucking taking them out. <laughs> yeah. But With the, just uh, the hammer to the balls. and Oh, shit. my God, that would kill him. It hits him like right in the sternum. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would fuck you up. But yeah, I, I, this wasn't even the ending that Wes Craven wanted either. The studio made him film this ending because he just wanted it to be done. He was like, no, she defeat the bad guy. It's over. And they're like, no, we see a franchise if this is successful. So leave so it. Get in the Kruger mobile. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So what, she's still dreaming? Was the entire ending a dream as well? Like, did she not even fight Freddy Krueger? Was that all still a dream? Yeah, I don't know. Like, she's running up the stairs at one point, and she, like, gets sucked into the stairs, and it's, like, the same spots that his feet were flaming, and he walked up this... Like, he was extremely reactive to being on fire, and then later he just, like, waltzes up the steps. It does feel awfully like this is still a dream. Yeah, it doesn't uh, doesn't make any sense. What if from the point where she got the sleep study forward is all a dream? Like she has the hat like that's when she realizes she can pull things through the dream and shit. Yeah, I don't know. That doctor in that scene is the voice of Roger Rabbit. I know that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and the nurse was Wes Craven's wife at the time. Yeah, interesting. That was a real annoying scene because the mom just kept going, what's happening? What's happening? What's going on? Is that normal? <laughs> yeah, this movie has some cheese ball moments, that's for sure. And it's like, instead of focusing on the good shit that happens in it, they focus on the cheese ball moments and they're like, that's what people liked. I think it's, I, I like when that she pulls his hat out. And then when she's talking to her mom, she's like, who's Freddy Krueger? She's like, I had his hat right here. And I know it's his because he wrote his name in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Convenient plot point. Something that's really weird about this movie is that they call him Freddy Krueger numerous times. They never refer to him as Fred Krueger. I don't think they might say it once or twice. I was going to say the opposite. They don't say Freddy Krueger at all. They call him Fred Krueger the whole or time. Or he calls himself Freddy. Freddy is definitely said in this movie. Yeah. But he's he's credited as Fred Krueger. 
Yeah, his hat says Fred Krueger for sure. Yeah, in the in like, the opening credits, it says Fre- Fre- Robert England as Fred Krueger. <laughs> but he says here's Freddy and stuff like that. He does. Oh man! So this is a solid movie. If you haven't seen it in modern day times, it made my lady friend feel feelings like of excitement and terror. So, and I don't think it was just to get my attention. She legit was like, whoa, this is scary. So if you're in for a horror flick and you haven't seen this one, we've spoiled it, but definitely watch it because it's good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. As for these later ones, we're going to see if this box set is worth keeping. So it's, I'm very excited for that. I'm excited to see if maybe as an adult, I do like these movies better. Yeah, we'll see. This is we got two months to figure it out, bro. And we, I'm um, going to sing the the fucking Fresh Prince song all the time. <laughs> Will Smith did a song that did not get included in any of these movies. Oh yeah, back, back when it was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. So it's set to the 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 main like theme song of Nightmare on Elm Street, and all, the whole song is about Freddy Krueger, <laughs> but it's not it in like- any of the movies. It's called Nightmare on My Street. On My Street, yes. (laughs) Now this is a story that I like to tell about a guy we all know. He's got me scared as hell. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite line is he goes, he's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, that's one of the lines. (sighs) Will Smith was one of the greatest rappers who's ever lived. You hear to hear, folks. (laughs) Um, so if you like horror movies and you like us talking about horror movies, you can get a whole surplus of that on our podcast. High on horror. That's high on horror. I don't know if that was completely understandable the way I just did it. So yeah, uh, check out high on horror wherever you get your podcasts. Josh, tell them about four nerds by nerds. Uh yeah, my other show, Foreigners by Nerds. Uh, every Monday we have new episodes. We do a lot of movie commentaries, Jeopardy episodes, top tens, stuff like that. Miles is on about every other week. Yep, <laughs> and it's a it's a great time. Um, go check it out. We're on Twitter, FMBN Podcast, or Facebook and Instagram, FMBN the number four and letter U. Awesome, Josh. I'm excited for this journey, brother. Hell yeah, it's gonna be dope as shit or real real bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it could go down in flames. It'll be fun either way. Yes indeed. Alrighty audience. Toot-a-doo.